Mr. Mark Selby, how are you, sir? I am good, Mr. Matthew Gordon. How's your week been? My week's been um, a little bit lively, actually. Yeah, ah. I've been trying to sort a few things down in uh, Chile. Um, they have made uh, admin an art form down there. Uh, so we are wading our way through that. Excellent. So with, with a smile on my face. The joy of bureaucracy. <laughs> there you go. I know. You think the British Empire were something. The, the, the South Americans really, really have outdone themselves. Right. Well, we better talk about uh, the, the, the forecasting genius, which, which is you, uh, telling us a little bit about what's been happening with Nickel and what do you think is going to happen with Nickel. So we should start with the price. Yeah. So, you know, as we sort of followed on last week, you know, we broke uh, $22,000 a ton, 10 bucks. Uh, you know, the next level insight is 20,000. Um, you know, as I said last week, I don't, I, I don't, given where costs are, and we talked about costs last week, I, I think any drop below 20,000 will be uh, limited. Um, you know, for, for a period of time. Um, but then this week, we've basically hung in around the $21,000 ton level, 950 for those are per pound. Uh, and again, LME inventories are holding at very low levels. We're not still seeing any kind of inventories come, come back in the market, you know, and, and generally, you know, on, you know, we, we are seeing, seeing some stainless stuff comes down. Um, but, you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, this is really a pivotal period. You know, at the beginning of the year, I highlighted this, you know, great convergence. Um, that's going to occur as LME prices come down and uh, MAT and NPI prices come up because we're finally going to have enough uh, capacity to, to convert any surplus in the nickel pig iron part of the world and, and have it move over into uh, the MAT or LME deliverable material, you know, which will end up, you know, allowing prices to reconverge to quote kind of normal uh, long-term uh, levels. And yeah, again, with the first drop in price two weeks ago, you know, we was great. We saw both the discounts for sulfate compressed by about 10% and the NPI discounts compressed by about 15%. So, you know, with another, you know, 5% drop this week, it'll be interesting to see when we get the Chinese data next week, whether, you know, we'll, we'll see a further compression um, in those margins. So, uh, you know, that's a process that, you know, I think will take the remainder of this year and into early next, but it's good to see that we're kind of finally underway and, and you know, kind of normal price signals for all the different market participants will, you know, will start to emerge there, which is, oh, which is helpful. Right. And and, and um, if we also go back to conversation we had a few months ago with regards to um, Goldman's bullish calls on commodities, um, how do you think they're feeling about it now? Yeah. So there was interesting news this week. You know, they had a pretty outright bull call uh, on commodities as I think the top performing sector for the for the year coming up. And, and again, underpinned by strong demand growth, lack of uh, supply coming down the pipeline. The challenge here is, again, we had a whole wave of restocking in the battery side. Um, as we've talked about, it's, you know, the lithium prices collapsing, which caused, you know, the entire battery supply chain to destock, which had impact on nickel, cobalt, graphite, and, and so forth. So, you know, the good news is lithium prices are really starting to rebound. We had another big week um, over the past week uh, in China on lithium prices. Um, and then, you know, where Goldman's coming out at, and, you know, this is to the extent I you know, sort of talked about as well, too, is that, you know, when you get a period of destocking and you've got a very high growth market, that restock to catch up to where the demand is gone is can be can be pretty aggressive. And so, uh, you know, they're still calling for a big, big increase in commodity prices <clears throat> across the complex. Um, and so, uh, you know, they, they they think we'll see a massive restock rally 
you know, as we get into the, the, the second half of this year and they're blaming their missed call, you know, on this destocking that we're seeing across, across a range of commodities, you know, again, also exacerbated by the fact of, you know, with the you know, people nervous about whether we're going to be in a recession or not and, and, and really sort of ratcheting, you know, the amount of inventory they're carrying down to pretty low levels. So, but the, so let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about the debt deal. Okay. Because I, I've seen headlines uh, all across um, Google and wherever, wherever I look, but it's all contrary. Yeah, I'm not sure people know what the heck's going on. Because if, if I if I sort of key in the words, you know, debt debt deal, first page on Google return I get, you know, buy. Uh, so we'll, we'll start with this one. Like lack of debt deal sees gold price drop. Yeah. Okay. Drop. Literally, the very next article, Wall Street slides back on lack of debt deal. Gold surges. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, it, and, and if I go down the next of two pages of Google, it's all contrary. People are trying to interpret what's going on, what it, what it could mean. Now, clearly, I think the big, the big banks are, are, are looking at this in the context of much bigger markets than just our tiny little uh, natural resource, our mining space. Um, you know, but M&A deals are stopping deal values are plunging um access to capital is harder more expensive if you can get it um at all people are paralyzed so um again your view north american view on what's going to be um happening down there what we're going to see a deal's going to be done last minute surely as it ever is um isn't it yeah no i mean i, I think a deal is going to get done unfortunately you know whatever the the, the actual time on the clock that's the deadline. It'll be, you know, 90 seconds before that deadline. And again, I think it'll be an agreement to an, to agree. Um, and, you know, it might even, you know, they'll be able to keep things going, but they'll still actually have to hash it out uh, for a little bit longer. You know, it's too bad the world's biggest, you know, economy is got a dysfunctional government, but, you know, that's, that's the reality um, that we're dealing with. Uh, uh, again, this is all short-term noise, you know, um, these are the times where you can, you know, are buying opportunities, you know, the, the, the you know, in, in my space, in the nickel development space, you know, we did a financing back in early March, uh, again, in terms of the fundamentals of the nickel market, there's been no change in that at all. And, you know, the entire junior develop, mining development complex is probably off 35, 40%, you know, in that time frame. you know, and who knows, we might see another five or 10% in this, this week, if things look pretty panicky uh, around this debt deal. Uh, but, you know, those are the times, you know, where you, where you can pick up your favorite stocks cheap. So that's, you know, that's the, you know, the, the, the key thing here is use, always use short term noise to better your long term story. Like that's, you know, bottom line. That's bottom line. Fact. Do it. Um, I, I, I could not agree more. It's a, it's a fantastic time to be pick, picking up deals. And I think what we're going to be certainly doing in the background and, you know, and, and I think you know, we, we enjoy the conversations with you for the same reason is that. Deals that have strong fundamentals in terms of the the project itself, its ability to you know get to a point where it where it will produce cash, whatever the commodity, whatever it can produce cash and free cash flow at that. That's all good news. And really, I'm listening to the management teams of those companies saying, right, how are you going to do that? There will be navigation of 
say, you know, short, short term noise like this. Um, there'll be navigation of the markets. There will be the old occasional slightly more expensive uh, raise. But the, the point is, you've got to advance um, the projects through and kind of create that, that end value. And, and perhaps we can talk about that uh, another time, because I think um, you, you've got a little bit of news coming up with your Textmont um, project. And, and I expect I'd, I'd quite like to talk to you about your energy capture and storage project, too. But maybe that's one for another day. But some of the companies that are doing well, Let's talk about some of those now in, in your space. And I think you've got a little bit of news yourself. I, I saw in your press releases as well. So should we, should, we start, should we start with the others? Sure. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's good to see. Um, so Centaurus, you know, who's advancing the Jaguar uh, project down in Brazil, um, you know, again, one of the few new sulfide uh, deposits discoveries and, and they're pushing forward. They had some good metallurgy results last week. You know, this, this, this week, they're now looking to step out at some of the other targets. Uh, that are nearby. Uh, and, and again, you know, you often get uh, nickel deposits occurring in clusters. So it was good to see, you know, uh, uh, a target that's just five kilometers away from where the main Jaguar project is, you know, 14% nickel, you know, uh, sorry, 14 meters at 1% nickel, you know, 11 meters at 1%, you know, relatively shallow and, and the structure they're seeing, you know, outcrops all the way up to surface. So you know, again, that's that's one of the advantages. You know, once you get the main operation going, having additional resources, it's much easier to add that incremental, you know, stuff into the mine plan. So, you know, that was great to see. Uh, another one, SPC Nickel. Um, you know, they pulled off. You know, Valet is notoriously difficult to negotiate with, and, and kudos to the SPC Nickel team to get a deal together to them to consolidate. You know, what is effectively a single deposit that was split in half between owned by SPC Nickel and, and, and Valet. They've now put that one deposit together. And again, it's a decent chunk of, of nickel resource that's close to surface. Um, and they had some, you know, great intervals, uh, you know, where they had, you know, over 20 meters at 1.7% nickel, 0.46% copper, you know, that was within a bigger interval that was 1% nickel and about half a percent copper. You know, again, at shallow, you know, that, that interval was a little bit deeper, but you know, it's, it's, uh, again, this is mineralization, you know, that comes all the way uh, to surface. So uh, good to see, you know, those, those kinds of results coming from that program. Uh, EV Nickel, who's one of our neighbors up in Timmins, doing some MET testing. Again, you know, you, you generally know what you're going to drill when you're drilling MET holes, because, you know, you're, you're drilling within your existing uh, resource. Um, but again, good to see, you know, long intervals, um, a decent grade. So, you know, that EV4 uh, deposit they have, or sorry, W4 deposit, um, you know, it's it's good to see these kind of grades where it's like 72 meters at just under 1% with a 30 meter interval, you know, uh, around one and a half percent. So good to see that. Um, and then with us, um, uh, again, we've been, you know, talking about stepping around, highlighting the expiration potential uh, of our regional properties. And so, uh, you know, the key thing with that is we've been drilling them, not necessarily from the absolute highest potential one first and then working our way through. You know, we've need, needed to negotiate First Nation expiration agreements and, and other things, seasonal, uh, seasonal seasonal conditions with certain properties. So we're basically drilling them, you know, as we've been able to get access to them. And so, you know, uh, you know, what we're calling through a walk through the giants is, is as a is a property that we have an uh, ability to earn into 80 percent. Uh, with Noble uh, Mineral owning uh, the remaining 20%. So the first target, Man Northwest, you know, first set of holes hit all the kind of mineralization that we're looking for. We've only drilled, you know, literally less than half the width of, of where we are. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, you know how many hundreds of meters uh, it goes wide. But again, we've got our geophysical targeting that, you know, allows us to zero in where the resource is. 
Um, you know, Crawford's the largest sulfide discovery since the early 70s. Uh, that's on a footprint that's about one and a half square kilometers. Uh, Man Northwest, the first target, is four to almost four times uh, as big as Crawford. You know, the next one in a chain, in that chain in, in Man, we call Man Central, that's almost double Crawford. And then there's another target, Man Southeast, that's almost two and a half times Crawford. And that continues into another township where we own 100% of it, um, which is about one to one and a half times the size of, of Crawford. So, you know, again, when we talk about unlocking an entire nickel district, you know, unlocking, a, you know, a massive amount of, of sulfide resource, you know, it's these kinds of targets that we've got. And this joins a list of, you know, uh, Doloro, Texmont, Sothman, uh, Midlothian, uh, Bannockburn and Reed, you know, where we've already drilled, you know, and had real success um, you know, on those on those properties. Um, and again, and just the scale of what we're doing, you know, both Midlothian and Sothman, you know, we had over 300 meters at, you know, just under 0.3% nickel. And again, starting shallow, you know, the, one of the challenges in this area is you've got an old glacial lake bottom that sits on top of the rock. Um, down further south, you know, the, the, the depth of it is, is quite shallow. So we're looking at two meters at Midlothian and only and 15 meters in Softman. So, you know, very, very happy with, you know, those kinds of drill results. And uh, again, we'll continue to step out around the rest of the properties you know, as we work our way, you know, work, work work our way through the rest of the year. Okay, so very busy at year end. I think I've referenced the fact that I think there's probably going to be a little bit of news out of Texmont soon. That's your kind of, I, I guess, the early production opportunity that you've kind of set up for yourselves. So we can talk about that maybe in the next couple of weeks. And also, I would like to say, we'd like to sort of talk about the energy, the um, energy capture and and, and storage. Energy capture? Did I say energy capture? Carbon capture and storage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Carbon capture and storage. Energy capture would be quite cool too. Um, maybe we can do that next time. Uh, yeah, okay. So let, 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 let's, let's come back to that. I mean, but so the, the general sort of, I guess, mood of the nation is, I mean, for me, this lack of debt deal is like creating a, you know, quite good buying opportunities across the board, but you must focus on the right things. Don't get distracted by... Um, the noise and promises do the work and look at the companies which have you know have got the right assets and have got the right plan and and quite frankly you know even I, I like the companies that can actually look st stop breathe take a look around and go do you know what if we think this scenario this situation is going to get in the sorry, the country's going to keep going at this rate we're going to have to do something when whether that be like you know bring in slightly more expensive capital or use the capital we've got in a different way um, and kind of re repurpose the, the business, not really, you know, but I mean, change enough things that it can get noticed and credited for in a way that a lot of companies are not being credited for at the moment. And, you know, good companies and bad companies are being viewed the same way, which I think is slightly unfair. I think it's also slightly short-sighted of investors if they're not taking advantage of the opportunity. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I can say that all day, every day, and only very few people will um, actually pay attention and take advantage. But that's, uh, that's again, a discussion for another day. So your, your general um, view in the mood in the nation, obviously, the, I think battery metals uh, companies still, you know, walking with a kind of skip in the step, apart from the equity prices, in terms of the long-term view? Yeah, no, I mean, the business fundamentals, and I don't know if I mentioned this on last week's call, but, you know, again, another sort of nickel development CEO talking about the fact, you know, it would be great if we could just tape record some of the conversations we have with the battery guys and the, and the car makers and, and, and just play that. So the investors really understand the scale 
of, of the, you know, increase in raw materials that these guys need and how far behind the curve they are in terms of getting those raw materials, you know, for the later part of this decade. And, um, you know, to fill battery plants that they're already building and, and car, car platforms that they've already, uh, you know, committed to, to, to building by a certain time frame. So, you know, that's, that's the fundamental reality. And, and again, as, as I've said many, many times that, you know, this market is the biggest disconnect between the business fundamentals and investor sentiments, you know, since 2002, the only time I've seen it worse was 2002 when people underestimated that, you know, China was actually going to happen or not, you know, so, you know, that, that's, that's the scale of where we are right now with, with the EV disconnect. Keep the faith, keep the faith. Mark, um, good to see us ever. Uh, thanks for the update this week. We'll see you next week. See you next week, sir. Take care.